and we're back for episode three. This is so exciting. Um, so hi everyone. Uh, it's me, Reagan Love Campbell, and I am back with Dr. Robin. Because <laughs> we get drunk in my kitchen and do these. That's right. That's why she comes back. You have to keep coming back to Dr. Robin because the commentary is just, it's too tight. It is <laughs> so on point. And um, we're having a good time. We're a little sick. Yeah. Both of us. Um, some sinus infections. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Probably uh, slight pneumonia or yeah. some kind of bronchitis Great. thrown in for fun. So. Just fun. This is how it is when you got kids, people. Brought to you by fake Sudafed. That's, what did you call it? Snark with a side of Sudafed. Snark with a side of Sudafed. I love it. I love it. <sighs> so this episode, super fun. We are coming to you live with um, Holiday in Handcuffs. So as promised, I thought I was going to be doing this one with my friend Meg, but plans changed. And so Dr. Robin was nice enough to, um, to come back for another episode. And I think we'll probably just keep doing this together because, because it's so much fun. It is so much fun. And it's helping me come to grips with my being single at Christmas. And I really have a map now for what I need to do. Absolutely. I mean, she is really just taking this step by step, movie by movie. Melissa John Hart, man. She's a woman. She's taking it all the way to the altar. Okay. That's what's happening with Dr. Robin. We're going to get her to the altar. One flipping Hallmark movie at a time. I'm going to go. I need to find Ricky's list. And if that doesn't work... Yep. I'm definitely not doing some kind of talk show thing because that was just lame as hell. Let's just face just it. Put that movie cards. was not. Just do cue cards. Yeah. We'll no. just throw some. I'll, th- I'll hold some cue cards up for you. Or tell somebody you love them on cue cards and then this. Make out on TV. Yeah. Because that's not awkward. Yeah. Kidnapping is, is really. I mean, this movie has the best chance of success for me. <laughs> this is wrong all the way. All yeah. Oh, okay. completely. I can see this actually happening to me. Me completely losing it. The twitch starting to go, and then losing all control. Yes. So, holiday in handcuffs. Um, we we went way back on this one to two thousand seven. Because so, it's it's a Hallmark classic. Th- it, this is straight straight. Actually, classic. it's ABC Family. I think it's not even oh, Hallmark. Hallmark. This? this was this is free on uh, the Freeform Network. So as long it is, as you but you have, have to have an internet service provider or yes. cable. I was gonna say as long as you have a cable provider. So thank you, Reagan. Directly, <laughs> what what? If you're wanting to watch this one, Freeform. Um, Freeform all the way, but yeah, that is ABC. The that's the new ABC family. Apparently, apparently, shout out to Freeform. They are not is, giving is me any money name? for this. <laughs> that is their new name, isn't that it? Is I was like, name. what happened? Yeah, and now they're all like super racy. Have you seen the shows on Freeform? No. It is like Fifty Shades, like. No. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I know but nothing about like, Fifty Shades except it's racy. It's like thirteen reasons why light okay it's like it's like 13 reasons why for tv i swear like there's a lot of teen shows a lot of sexual content but like on the lighter side you know it's like it's like pg it's like over the over the sweater north carolina (laughs) we're in the bible belt now it's true so this is um really where melissa joan hart i'm coughing too close to the microphone and mario lopez (laughs) Because they make the amazingly perfect couple. I mean, picture perfect. Can you not picture a more perfect couple than Mario freaking Lopez? He, but I, we'll get into it. Yeah, because Mario Lopez, I mean, when he you look at him, he is like... Okay, so here, 
I am a kid who watched a lot of Saved by the Bell. That's where I was going, A.C. Slater. Huge A.C. Slater, Saved by the Bell. But see, like, I was Zach Morris all the way. Like, he was my, he was it for me. And to me, A.C. Slater was like, ugh, I wouldn't want to date that guy. But okay, Mario Lopez in 2007, or in 2017 for that matter, I'm with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, wow, okay. So we like Joey Lawrence, and we like A.C. Slater, which... I love A.C. Slater. I no, like Mario sorry. Lopez. Mario I like, Lopez. I like extra Mario Lopez. I like, yeah, I'm a Zach Morris person. I like it. I, I, oh, man. I, I would have taken either, but you know what? Let's put it in perspective. Yeah. The other guy would have been the one that had a crush on me. Like, the opposite Screech. guy. Yeah. Oh, like, Screech. <laughs> Screech would have been the one that, yeah. And but, then he did porn and stuff, and that was not, oh. that was not okay. Well, but... Okay, so just bringing it back, people are like, Mario Lopez, Melissa Joan Hart, even I was like that. Like, what is she getting her Latin flavor on? But, I'm down. as A.C. Slater, he had a thing for the curly, crazy, anxiety-ridden girl, too. So oh, he just true. he just has a pattern. There's a pattern here. Okay, I There's see where a pattern I'm going with this. So. Okay, so, yeah, so I think we can agree, though, that Melissa Joan Hart and, and Mario Lopez, most unlikely couple ever... <laughs> But here they are, falling in love in this holiday Hallmark movie. Yeah. Handcuffs, and not in the fun way. Let me just tell you that, people. Not in the fun way. But again... We'll get to the gas station attendant, though, because that was weird. So we, you know, true to the formula, we meet, we don't like each other, four, five days later, we in love. Of course. And that is the formula. I'm telling you, this is my plan for December. Fantastic. I need to find the guy that I hate the most. And apparently we're going to have beautiful babies. Absolutely. Can I be the friend who's like the sassy friend in the movie who's like... You already are my girl. sassy friend. Okay. All right. You, you already say that to me on it like a daily basis. Girl. I probably texted to you, girl. <laughs> she does. With the eye roll emoji. That so is Reagan's thing. So it should be named Reagan. Yes, it should be. So. Trademark. Um, so the basic premise of this movie yes, is... Yes, please give us a synopsis. Uh, waitress has uptight family who she feels that she is disappointed all the time. She can't win. Has this guy she's been dating for three or four months. Super big. I mean, prick. Like, that's the nicest thing I could say about the guy. We'll um, Breaks up with her hours before he's supposed to go with her to her family's cabin in the woods uh, for Christmas. She loses it. Uh, she gets some, like revolutionary war rifle that barely works <laughs> and threatens this gorgeous gorgeous latino man who ends up in this weird ass diner i don't even know what he was doing there such an odd diner we'll talk about um <laughs> kidnaps him to play her boyfriend and he's like screaming and like whatever but he like knocks himself unconscious so she drags him into a car and we got to talk about that car that's a whole nother and then He's stuck with her family. Now, why any guy actually, like, feels like he's actually stuck and he can't just suck it up and walk the 50 miles or whatever it is to some some civilization? Anyway, he ends up hanging out with her family, feels kind of bad for her, sees her value, sees what's going on with her and her family, so kind of understands it. They have this emotional conversation when they're drunk. They fall in love. And he doesn't press charges when the police arrest her. I mean, that's really what happens. 
And I'm saying. That is like such a great synopsis. And the way you cap that off with the, and he doesn't press charges. He doesn't press charges. And so just for everybody's knowledge, when I finished this movie and I text Reagan telling her that this is what I need to do with my life. The first thing she says is she she'd be my character character witness if it ever goes to trial. Would you say no? I said I'd be your alibi. You'd be my alibi. That's how ride or die. Because she knows how freaking crazy ride I am. Or freaking die. Well, <laughs> that's how I roll with my friends. Okay. Yeah. Well, loyal to the bone. <laughs> really? Is this, is that where know. we're going? I'm not sure. We're how much never, stuff have you I've never sniffed? Really been put in the position. <laughs> She's on this. Couldn't say nasal decongestion. A decongestant that I can't pronounce. Yeah. So that's why she's loyal to the bone all of a sudden. What, what, Jason Campbell for the Benzadrex? <laughs> Whatever. I that. Dude, she took one sniff of it, and I'm pretty sure my sinuses are clear, too. Just saying, that stuff is strong. If you're under 18, you didn't hear this. I'm gonna get you well through osmosis. Okay, so. Where are they? <laughs> Where does this take place? I don't even know. See, and that's, see, that's kind of interesting, right? That we have no idea what city we're in. There is, well, it's not a city. No, well, well, yeah, but there's like not even any indication of where it takes place, like where she lives. It's gotta be outside of New York. Because there's an art gallery and, like, an architect involved. It feels kind of upstate New York, right? Like, small upstate New York town. Yeah, like, maybe her parents rent a cabin in the Finger Lakes. And she's, like, on the way to the Finger Lakes. I love how we're really trying to, like, pinpoint this on the map. I'm a geography person. (laughs) That's true. This is what I do. That's true. Sorry. You guys didn't know Dr. Robin's a geography geography teacher, so. Yeah. These things are important to her. Me, not so much. So. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Moving on. If there's not a Lego store, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's right doesn't matter then. So, first of all, um, they kind of bring us into the movie a bit. So, we kind of flash forward to where they are now, and then they flash us back to how we got there. And so, they kind of get us maybe, I don't know. I, I don't even Like understand. a third of the way? Yeah, exactly. I don't even understand why they did this, because it was sort of like, I thought flashing us forward and then it, it, I don't, and it didn't add anything to the overall movie. No. I feel like they could have just started the movie where it started and, and just gone on through. But we start with he's already kidnapped. Well, he's walking down a dirt road in like the middle of the night. It's in cold. No. In the snow. He's in like business shoes and an overcoat, but apparently he's too cold to walk another 20 miles. And he willingly goes back in the car with the woman that kidnapped him. Right. Because that would happen. <laughs> And again, it's Melissa Joan Hart. I think she's she's attractive. She's not a supermodel. What kind of guy, especially looking like Mario Lopez, is getting in some beat-ass car in the middle of the night with a woman? By the way, she left a perm in too long in the first half of this movie. Like, they... Her hair is bonkers. <laughs> like, like, crazy curly. But then there's like three or four pieces that are stick straight that are just poking out. And I just, I love it because she rocks it. Like Melissa Joan Hart can do that. Not a lot of actresses can do that and, and pull it off. But but this is the second movie now where she's in and she's, you know, charismatic and likable and has some kind of craziness with curlers. <laughs> like the curlers again. It's a lot of curlers. Um, anyway, so crazy, then, curly, non-supermodel. And then we got to talk about, We have to talk about her whip, okay? Do you know what a whip is? Is this going to be like C-note? Her work in progress? No, her oh. car. You call it a whip? Yes. 
Apparently, this is going to be like a C note. We'll get there. Ladies and gentlemen, I was brought up <laughs> in the country. Okay, listen, and stop. And the way urban city. I don't know what the hell it whip is. Okay, so she's got this pink. Like, is it it's pink? like a 57 Chevy. Yes, it's like a... So imagine, just like, imagine this girl, right? She has got... This crazy <laughs> curly hair. Like, she did those, like, foam rollers. No, that it's are spiral perm that was, like, way left on too long. She left it on too long. Like, first of all, who in 2007 is doing a, a Ogilvy home perm? <laughs> no, not in 2007. She was doing... In the 90s? Hell yeah. Right, but this is, like, so forward from that. Like, it, this is, like... It's come Walmart. on, man. If you told me she was doing those steamrollers, okay, cool. You know, with the little caps on them. <laughs> You leave oh that shit in overnight. But and I don't know why I used to do that. I had black hair, and I would try to do steamrollers. Do you know what steam and water does to hair like mine? It makes it frizzier. <laughs> Somebody should have rescued me from that, and my mom was not on point there. Anyway. Wow. Let <laughs> me bring this back. Sorry. It's all, all right. I Hot rollers. My high school, like every play I was in, ton of hot rollers. My hair was longer than it is now. I got really long hair. Yeah. It was, like, gorgeous. But yet, mm-hmm. very big. Very, Texas, you'd be proud. Just saying. I was representing. So you have big hair. That's good. Oh, honey, I have pictures. <laughs> so she's got this crazy car. She's got this crazy hair. There's it's like faded. It's, it, I don't think it was supposed to be pink. I think it was supposed to be red, but it's like disgustingly faded. Looks like there's some rust on it. Of course, they're in a very snowy area, so there's yeah. salt, like, dried. Yeah. And she's... So, the other thing they do with this movie that I think is sort of interesting is they have her kind of narrate for us in the beginning part. But then I think once they get... Once they flash you... Like, once we catch up to mm-hmm. where we are in the movie, like, that never happens again. <laughs> so, I'm just sort of like, okay. Um, so, she kind of explains to the audience... Like, how she got to where she is Yeah, she's now. trying to tell us she's not crazy, even though she kidnapped <laughs> Mario Lopez. Her exact words are, doing one thing crazy doesn't make a person crazy. Actually, <laughs> it's not that friggin' simple, crazy girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the definition of crazy. Right, doing something crazy. So, it's kind of more of a sliding scale, I feel like. It sort of depends on what is the crazy thing that you've done. <laughs> she's trying to defend herself, man. And I would say that kidnapping a person to bring them to Cabin in the Woods Christmas, that's that's crazy enough to make you a crazy person. Well, okay, so A, it's crazy, but B, would you think that your parents would ever, like, be cool with that? What do you mean? Could you pass that off? Like, would my mom believe me that that was my boyfriend? If you randomly brought some guy home and then said, oh, and this is what she does to her parents when they get there. He has this thing where he gets nervous. He has anxiety. So he's going to, like, tell you that he's been well, kidnapped. And on. it's our joke. Like, to believe that, Marky Post. Okay, we got to <laughs> Sorry. Back. I'm way okay. off base. So I think what we should probably do. we got to start back. Let's take it back to the beginning. Let's tell you who this be- girl is. Yeah. This girl is a hot freaking wreck. <laughs> but she- she's only 27. Right. But okay, so she's clearly, like... Single girl, 27, she says her name, she says her age at some point in the movie, and she's living in her own apartment. Which she says is horrible, and again, I gotta point out. It's pretty fucking spacious. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. Just saying, I think it's bigger than my house. This is the biggest, this is the biggest spacious apartment. So, 
she's in the spacious apartment, but of course she is, um, by all definitions, a loser. So, so of course. even though she's like, uh, you know, clearly making self-sustaining money, woman, self-sustaining, right? She's got her own apartment. She's doing her own thing. But she's family, single. It, but she's single, so that makes her. You know, I mean, that's three X's right there. Right. <laughs> that's all three strikes single. I mean, um, she doesn't have a real job, and that's like a big thing for her family. Is like. You need to get focused. You need to get, you know, a real career started. And so there's a lot of like... Which means a suit. Pressure. Yes. Or apparently pink cardigans. Yes. Because her whole closet is full of that because her mother keeps giving them to her. Every Christmas her mother buys her a pink cardigan. It's My disgusting. God, kill me. So... <laughs> she has an interview. That her daddy set up. With the sale... That, what's, what's it with the parents? Hallmark really has some parent issues. They drive these parents home so hard. My mom was never this meddlesome in my own life. Like, it was like, listen, I paid for school. Go get a job. <laughs> and then you know what? I freaking did that. And then you know what? She didn't care if I got married because she was like, what you else? don't need no man to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> Have somebody because you want them in your life, not because you need them. Ugh. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I <sighs> Agreed. <laughs> That's just where I'm coming from. I am my life. pathetic because I am single, yet I have a doctorate degree. But that means nothing. That's why she stopped to Robin. That's why I'm Dr. Robin. <laughs> so. Anyway. But I am girl. single, so therefore I, I cry myself to sleep at night and okay. have to drink every night, which is why Reagan comes over. It's not true. So this girl, she's got a lot of problems. She's got a lot of pressure. She's, you can tell she's just really on the brink of insanity. Like, she is just, she is one hot roller away from, she's one, <coughs> what do you call that one? Spiral curl. One spiral curl away from just a total breakdown, oh, which we will see in a few minutes. Yeah, she totally, I mean, she wound way too tight. But she's late to this job interview because there's an accident right in front of her. She's trying to be nice. Guy's in an accident in front of her. She's late. She goes in, she's like, oh, but the guy knows my dad, we're neighbors, blah, blah, blah. He's already interviewing somebody else. Breakdown in the middle of a business. Like, homegirl, get it together. <laughs> like, I have had many a breakdown. Like, we, yes, I am an expert in breakdowns. Never in the middle of a business. No, don't do that. She was on the floor, I believe. Yes. In the middle of this The guy was putting down the curtain and she was lowering herself to keep maintaining eye contact. Like, no. Yeah, that was so shameful. So she's um, she picks herself off the floor. Off, up, off the floor. Barely. Barely. Slides into work at a diner. An Indian diner that's dressed up for Christmas. This was so confusing. I have no this, idea what was happening. This diner that she's working at. It, yeah, it was... I have never been to an Indian diner. And they may exist, and I just don't know it. But every diner I've ever been to, Greeks, man. Well, and I wasn't sure if this was an Indian diner or if this was just a, like, regular diner that served, like, you know, kind of American fare owned by an Indian man, which, either way, fine. But, like, it was so confusing. I was just sort of, like, yeah. trying to understand what was happening there. Um, so, yes, she gets to her, her waitress job and, um, oh, and before this, though, we did learn that um, Marky Post, who, I don't know if you remember her from Night Court. I, I remember watching a lot of Night Court as a little kid. That was super fun. Um, I probably need to watch it again to understand half the jokes. But oh, yes. my gosh, totally. Yeah, sure, yeah, totally. Um, Marky Post is her mom, and she's, like, super snootsville. Like, she is. Super. But, I mean, her daughter needs it. She's saying, Mom this and Mom that and don't do this. And, Wait, really? You're 27. 
get it this is unhealthy <laughs> and this is the third time i've written that down about parents with hallmark movies right it's unhealthy so lots of pressure from from <clears throat> marky so her name so sorry we haven't even said her name yet so um melissa joan hart's character's name is trudy gertrude <laughs> yes trudy gertrude chandler and she which is hilarious because i've never met a person under 70 <laughs> named trudy i don't think that is the ever facts happened. of life <laughs> oh yeah but she was kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. I'm there. But still, like, that's not a, that's not like a real name. Nobody's named Trudy. We're going to get comments now. Way to go, Rain. <laughs> it's going to come back. That's right. You guys just wait. I'll take that on. Challenge accepted. If you know somebody named Trudy. <laughs> that is if you, a millennial. That is, that is under, no, I will, I will take the bet all the way to 70. Okay. <laughs> if you We're know cool. somebody named Trudy over... Sorry, under 70. Under the age of 70. I want you to tell me about that. I want okay. you to tell me. I want you to tell me all in about all honesty, them I don't their know life you. and their pursuits and their dreams <coughs> and their ambitions. Oh, my gosh. Okay, she's taking it a little too far. I, I will I will agree, though, that I don't know anyone named Trudy. Thank you. Life. All right. So yeah, then, I'm there. Don't but talk yeah. shit. So. <laughs> what? I'm well, just saying. Anyway. So we're in the diner. We're in the, she looks at her friend. And says, I have nothing to offer these people. I may be jumping ahead, but this really pisses yeah, me off. Go for it. This, we're here. Telling your friend, like, about going home to her parents. I have nothing to offer these people. No husband. No grandchildren. Wow. That's what she's... I wrote that down as well. She says, my dad already thinks I'm a lesbian immediately after. First of all, nothing wrong with being a lesbian. Totally cool. And if your dad had a problem with that, maybe he needs to look in the mirror, Trudes. Okay? Well, we get to that, too. <laughs> but secondly, yeah, how sad is that, right? Like, she's... You're 27! Oh, my gosh. It's 2007. This is not 1949. Like, this girl is feeling so horrible about herself. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, the perm is bad. <laughs> But you can fix that. But that seems to be cool. Yeah. She's like, she's like, okay. She forgot. I am sorry. I have never forgotten when I've had a bad hair day. Like, <laughs> That's true. It's like the red zit at the end of your nose, right? You don't forget about it. You just hope people don't notice. And you hope not to recognize their, their right. recognition. One time I was like leaving for a trip. Like I was traveling somewhere for work. And the night before I decided to do highlights. Oh my, my God. own hair. You know, my own highlights i don't know what i was thinking you and weren't they didn't know i was not and they turned out they were supposed to be like blonde highlights and my hair was pink so they were pink highlights wow I was, and my mom and i were living together at the time and i like run downstairs and i'm like mom yeah see that's what real mothers do and yeah my mom oh my gosh she's so real it's like she was just like oh my gosh she's like what are you gonna do and she's like, just go get, like, stuff, you know, and, and recolor over it. It's fine. Like, you'll be fine. And it turned out fine. Oh, my gosh. My so mom would have been like, oh, you can't leave the house. Oh, my gosh. You're going to ruin your life. Oh, my gosh. I went and got my own stuff. It was fine. And you know what? Now, that hairstyle and color would have been cool. <laughs> but, you know, this was, like, 2003 or whatever it was. Anyway. So, you would have fit in with the movie. So, anyway, she's very upset. Um, but the whole thing is that. Nick. Nick is going to save her. So this guy that she's dating right now, and he's like a, I don't know, he looks like he's like an investment banker or something. He's Hedge also wearing an AP suit, very much like Mario Lopez and all the other guys and all the I movies. know, right? So 
it's a lot of it's a lot of scarves and so I know it's I know it's cold outside, but damn. I mean it's a lot it was of a lot of clothing. It's a lot of scarves. It's a and lot of jackets gloves. on top of blazers. It's a lot going on. So Well he walks in and you look at him. Oh he looks and the like way a he's jerk. dressed. Oh. And you look at her and you think, Why? Yeah. Wouldn't have put you together either. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Because he's a superficial jerk, and as soon as he opens his mouth, he confirms that. Yeah. And so, why? Yeah. Because nothing about her screams superficial in any way, shape, or form. No. She's like this quirky, fun... She's Clarissa explains it freaking all. Yeah, in adult form. And she's kind of like this bumbling, silly girl. I shouldn't say girl. I mean, she's like this bumbling, silly... She's 27 and her life is over because she's she's single. We can call her girl. Lady. Lady. But, um, did I just bust out Kenny Rogers? I'm so old. <laughs> anyway, Nick's a complete ass. He says he's, he's totally not going to go to Christmas, even though she's supposed to leave in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Cocktails by six sharp, so. Yeah. And <laughs> Says Marky heaven Post. Forbid, heaven forbid you disturb Marky. Um, I don't even know why he agreed to go to begin with. And then later you find out he agreed because they hadn't had sex yet. And I'm thinking to myself... I know that this is a stereotype. I have never met a guy that has completely agreed to stuff like that just for sex. I mean, they will worm their way out of almost anything <laughs> and and give you the most vague compliments for sex. Right. Even that to happened. the point of telling you they love you for sex, never going to agree to go to your family's house because that that will shut that down. Faster than anything. Yeah, they're not getting. You're not getting sex at my mom's house. Like that's not, no, it's not probably gonna happen. No, I'm pretty sure that if you're about to have sex and you mention <laughs> holidays with your family, he will lose his erection. I'm pretty sure that happens. <laughs> but honestly, like it's so funny because they just really make Nick the terrible, like the most terrible guy you've ever met. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, complete ass. They couldn't even give and him they like, one redeeming quality. Like they no. just made him the total asshole that like. Everybody has met before in a Lifetime movie. <laughs> and he played it so well that I'm like, oh, if yeah. I ever see that actor again. He really leaned in. Like, there's no, I don't think he had to lean in. But, like, I'm never going to see this guy as anything but a jerk. Yeah. That's the nicest way to say it. But then he says, she's needy. Oh my gosh, I hit red. I hate that. <laughs> She asked you to go to her parents' house and you said yes because you wanted sex, but she's needy because she's mad at you for canceling 30 minutes before she goes in. Most women have anxiety going home to their family. Just saying. He tells her going home to the family, it's a whole other level that he's not ready for. Um, So yeah, that's... (laughs) Yeah, but he's not going to call her beforehand. I mean, it's 2007. He could have texted her. Totally. That would have been more redeeming, but he shows up while she's working. Yeah. In this weird ass diner. Yeah, he just he really and this is again the thing that takes Nick to the the total like nth asshole level, Complete is, you know, exponential asshole level is I'm going to walk up to your work and humiliate you in front of your coworkers in person because mm-hmm. it feels good. And all the customers because she flips out. And they all start looking at her. Oh, I mean, they're all looking at her for her hair anyway. And she's in this horrible pink and red dress. But Oh, God, the dress. Her so then her eyes her. starts twitching. Like, voices go weird. And she's not paying attention. 
Mario Lopez tries to order something because he goes to this whacked out diner to propose to his girlfriend, who's Miss Superficial Rich Girl, and has never been there in her life. Why would you propose to someone in a diner like that? I don't know. So, yes, she's having this mental breakdown. <laughs> she is She is seriously having One of these days, out... we will do this quicker than an hour. <laughs> we will. We'll get there. She's having a full-out psychotic break in this mm-hmm. diner, like... It is everything. It is the spinning room, the light flashing before the eyes, the voices in her head. It's all coming. It's all coming together. Mm-hmm. And she sort of focuses in on Lopez, on Mario Lopez. Who wouldn't? I mean, honestly, who would not? Oh, I focus on him totally and completely. I focus him on him a lot. <laughs> I'll focus in on him on the bathroom scene, but that's a little bit further down. Yeah. <laughs> We won't skip ahead that far. <laughs> we can. Um, <laughs> Nothing else matters but the scene where he's... Sorry. No, this is reverse sexism now. I think just as horrible as No, men. we're totally objectifying him. That's never something that we should ever do. So David Martin is his name. Um, so you he, even pick up on the names. I totally just didn't even remember. Because I'm doing this for real. So... <laughs> I faked the whole thing. I'm good at faking things. I wrote in my notes, dapper as the day is long, I might add. <laughs> oh my god. Not, Very true. I'm not sure I've called anyone dapper in a, like, a real way before. Well, we have Gertrude. You're just feeling it. Feeling the old school. I'm feeling I'm the feeling 40s. Like, it's like yeah. Jimmy Stewart. The Latin Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah. No, Cary Grant. He wouldn't be Jimmy Stewart. He would no. be a Carrie. He'd be a Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so she walks over to him. She's clearly dazed. She takes his order. And, like, at that moment, she decides, yeah, that's the guy. I'm just going to, like... Well, he gets up to go to the bathroom, and she oh, just cuts right. him off. And she's like, you're coming with me. And he's like, no, I'm going to the bathroom. And then she shoves this... Like a musket? I don't even know if you call it a musket. It's like Revolutionary War thing. <laughs> I don't it know resembles guns. a gun. It's probably a gun you don't need a license for in the United States because no one ever thinks it could work. Yeah. But she points it at him. It seriously looks like something you'd find in a museum. And he kind of walks with her. And take out of a glass case. Yeah. And he's he's looking at it thinking to himself, this is completely screwed up. But yet he goes out back with her and then he happens to slip on ice and crack his head. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a little too much. Yeah. And he's not going to do that. The thing that's so funny is he tells her at one point, you seem like a nice girl. Probably nothing a little lithium couldn't fix. <laughs> In the car. And I die. That's, that's right. Sorry. That's after she must have, after he cracked his head open, dragged him into the car. <laughs> but they didn't show us all of that because no, but I also just imagine that that happened. So when, the, when he, when he mm-hmm. wakes up She's in there scrappy. in the car... His dialogue, whoever wrote his dialogue was brilliant. He calls her Looney Tunes. I wrote that. <laughs> That's his nickname, Looney Tunes. Hey, Looney Tunes. He calls her, I know, you must be the hairy lady rejection type. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was great. Was she great. has him tied up with pantyhose to, to the, oh, shit bar in yeah, the car. Which is genius because you can't get out of that shit. No, no. Because it will run and ruin your day, but yet you still can't break it. That's right. Oh, that anyway. is the uh, the irony of the pantyhose. <laughs> it's oh, it's a whole nother level. It's the irony. It's probably control top because that stuff sucks in everything. Yeah, nothing's getting through that. That's true. 
But they go to the gas station. She's pumping gas. She's freaking out because the guy at the gas station, because she goes, it's it's like you have to pay inside because no one pays inside anymore. But okay, she pays inside. And it's like, what, 60, 70 year old guy? Yeah, this is some dirty she's, old man. She's going to pump gas for her. And she's like, no, no, no. And then he comes out anyway. And he sees this guy tied up. His first thought is, uh, okay, something's going on here. And she makes a joke like she's taking her boyfriend and kidnapping him. And he's blindfolded, too, with a crocheted scarf. Because, of course, that blocks all sight. <laughs> but it's a whole nother. Um, and, and then the dirty old man goes inside and comes back out. She thinks he's calling the cops. No, he comes out with fuzzy handcuffs. Yes. And says, have fun. She's convinced dirty old man that, oh, yeah, I'm taking my boyfriend, you know, on one of those types of tie-me-up, tie-me-down type of trips. And so he goes in and gets the furry handcuffs to help her out. I love that this is in a Hallmark movie in 2007. This makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. So, um, so yeah. that allows them to just get back in the car and keep on riding, and they've got, they're all gassed up to go. Cabin in the, cabin Christmas, here we come. Yes. <laughs> She sizes him up, and he feels the need to correct her on what his golf score is. Oh, God. He's not worried about the fact that he's been kidnapped by a crazy woman. No. I would be terrified. He's got to make sure that she knows it's a 10 handicap, not a 14. <laughs> yes. And, and oh, before this, I just got to say this. Apparently, there's, there's a skunk that comes out in the road, and she's holding the gun, and she almost shoots his nuts off, which is brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brilliant. Very so, we know that the gun does work. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they do have... They have good chemistry. Like, Dean Cain's got nothing on Mario. No, that was just like a... That was a train wreck. shit show, yeah. It was dull as <laughs> Compared hell. to this? But this is... This is good. Like I said, he's got... He's got good quips. Yeah. He jokes about being kidnapped. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. No, not this early. <laughs> this early in the kidnapping, you're still kind of panicked because, right, you haven't gotten to her house with the parents... With the brothers, it's like we're you know we're getting there. Yeah, I'm thinking. But until then, face you have no head. Yeah, you, like you're thinking misery at this point, right? You're thinking, shit, I'm in this car with this crazy loon girl, and like, who knows where she's? You don't know if you're really going to cabin Christmas with the parents. She's probably taking him to some freaking cabin, some shack in the woods, like Unabomber style, and she's gonna like you know knock. Her <coughs> Maybe she does have lithium, and she does with a sledgehammer. With like that's what you're thinking, misery style, man. This is scary shit. And when you're at the gas station and you hear her talking to somebody, wouldn't you be screaming? Maybe it's because we're women and we're like trained this. We're raised how to how yeah. to be helpless women and get kidnapped <laughs> by men. But that's a whole other call out to somebody when we need help. I'm not gonna bang I don't that know if that's right helpless. Now. That's just freaking smart. <coughs> um, all right, so we're we're driving down. Um, we get to the house. And Mario Lopez runs out of the car and starts running and screaming for help. There's no one there. They, we've made it clear that this is cabin out in the woods in the middle of nowhere. So, um, no, that's not going to do anything. No. <laughs> Just stupid. Absolutely nothing. Um, and so uh, we get there. And this is where, as Robin was saying before, so actually Melissa gets out or Trudy gets out goes into the house first and kind of, you know, warms up her parents a bit. This is Nick. Ha ha. He does this funny thing where when he's nervous, he pretends that he's been kidnapped and, you know, it's a whole thing. Just kind of go with it. You know, laugh at him. him. Yeah. Laugh at him. It'll make him feel comfortable. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, that's weird. Um, 
It's weird, but they do it. But they totally do it. My mom would be like... Um, not doing that. My mom would go into her back room and find the police scanner she has and be like, my daughter has lost her shit. <laughs> she would totally pin you as the kidnapper right then and there. She'd be like, that's it. I knew Movie it was over. coming. <laughs> knew it was coming. Movie over. Mom I'm going to have to tie this guy up and do it myself now. <laughs> no. Mom. Uh, it would depend on how cute he is. Like, well, how cute? What's his job? Do we keep him? Well, she did try to set me up with <laughs> nurse Robin in. when she had a heart attack, but that was a whole other story. Oh my god, your mom. <laughs> okay, so she gets yeah. David Nick, because they, they think it's Nick. So this yeah, whole she movie, doesn't tell him that it's a new guy. Yeah. Because that would be even more weird. <laughs> so not only is he kidnapped, but he's having, <laughs> having to respond to a name that's not his own. And all I can say is... The, the note I put down here is, it's like the horror movie where you know it's coming, and no one seems to have any sense of common sense at all in the movie. Right. So we learn, um, you know, as kind of the events roll on, the brother and sister show up, because this really, truly is Cabin Christmas with the family. So Trudy's got a brother and sister. We learn that Trudy really is this sort of black sheep. Her sister's in law school. <clears throat> Her brother's like some traitor or something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's got... And he's cute. Her sister's... Phenomenally gorgeous. Oh, yeah. This is like... She, the supermodel. She's the supermodel who does all this yoga and Pilates, and she's in law school and all of this. The brother is supposedly, like, either engaged or something to some girl, and, he, you know, he's successful. And they're both busy and whatever. So, and they've done everything their parents wanted them to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So... They're not disappointments. Trudy's a mess. So, at this point, they're getting to first night, and she tells her mom, look... I'm 27. I'm sleeping in the room with my boyfriend. Well, one keynote that I will just say is that there's apparently this rule that everyone has to give their cell phones and keys up. The key master, yes. And so um, Trudy wants to be the key master for obvious reasons. Yes. And everyone thinks that she's just finally standing up and being an adult. <laughs> but no, this is important. This is an important no, plot point to her kidnapping scheme here. <laughs> yeah, because he can't get out. Heaven forbid he get out. If she hides all the keys in the cell phones, then no, no problems there. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Incommunicado. So, of course, another important plot point is that she's got to stay close to Mario Lopez, so she's got to stay in the same room as him. So she's like, Mom, I'm 27. This is where we learned she's 27. And I'm sleeping in the same room as my boyfriend. I was thinking about this. That never Did you ever do this? No, no, never worked. Mine now... X and I could share the room after we were engaged. Mm, gotcha. Okay. But, and, you know, it was inevitable that it would be happening at some point. And, yeah. And there was a bad crass joke about bed squeaking and getting grandkids at some point. It was, oh, it was so awful. Oh, it's so gross. Oh, yeah. um, my, my poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really bad. I feel bad for him. Oh, anyway. so great. But no, I mean, no. And, and at his house, my gosh, until the day we were married, I mean, opposite sides of the house in separate rooms. Oh, jeez. All right. Cool. And, and I'm, I was, I was 27. Yeah, and I, I guess and I he just, was 36. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I guess I just kind of, you know, it's so funny because I, I think I've done the same thing too, where just out of respect, like, would just sleep in different rooms, but, um... Also, but also at the same time, I think I've done it where I haven't done it. Yeah, so it's been kind of a mix. But 
what do they think you're doing when you're not with them? You know what I mean? So it's just like one of those things like, whatever. When you're texting and like, still doing it. I don't know. That's just like more beds for people to have to sleep in. I don't know. More beds to make. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. funny. So at this point, she's the key master and he ends up getting a phone, right? Oh, we're not there yet. Are we there yet? What did I say? No. So he ends up having to share her father's clothes because they wake up. They're sleeping in bunk beds, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and he tells her, this is what you're going to be sleeping on when you get your new roommates, Mad Dog and Bras. <laughs> like when she's in the slammer. Mm-hmm. I love that part. I thought that was hilarious. He ends up having to wear her father's golf clothes and it's the whole, oh, they were in such a hurry to leave that they forgot his bag. Like, No. Oh, hell no. It killed me, too, when the brother sees him in the friggin' um, tight polo and the plaid pants of her dad, and he goes, Reaganomics. <laughs> I was dying. Because that's so, like... They had really good writers on this movie. They did. That's so, like, Buffy on the tennis court with, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so Republican. It was perfect. <laughs> it was great. Really so, great. before we get to the whatever part you brought up... Yeah. Sorry, I already forgot what it was. This is how my mind works. Like, her mom flips out because there's no extra virgin olive oil in the house. Oh, God, the E-V-O-O. So they've got to go get some at the creepy-ass gas station, and he goes with her dad. While, and this is the point that bothers me about this whole thing. Okay. Lay it on me. He goes with her dad to get extra virgin olive oil in a shack of a gas station. We're talking like the old school gas pump. How the hell do they have EVOO in there? Word. And as this is happening, the girls are at the house and they put something to straighten her hair to fix the perm. You have to go to a shack to get EVOO and you have perm relaxer in a cabin in the middle of the woods. What the hell is happening here, people? Testify, girl. Testify. That was not for high five, no, but I gave her high five that anyway. Was abso- that is absolutely the damn truth. <laughs> like, what the hell? That made no damn sense at all. That and was you know pissing what? me off. I didn't even think about it until you said it right now, so good on you for that one. <clears throat> and, and we flashed to his girlfriend, who was going to be his fiance. Oh, she is just a piece of work. Which is, um, like, total homegirl, like, rich. What is it? She, like, she's some sorority. Um, gorgeous, but dumb. They totally played up the dumb, gorgeous girl. I didn't Um, get the dumb vibe. I just got the, like, He's talking to her, and she hears engagement ring, and she's picturing the engagement ring and forgets he's talking. (laughs) He just told her he was kidnapped. Oh, he does get the cell phone. Sorry, I'm like, this is back to where you were. Um, He he borrows her brother's cell phone, because his brother kept his cell phone. Oh, yeah. Is that where we are, though? I guess we are. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You brought it up. So here's my thing with this, though. Now, if you had been kidnapped... I'd be calling 911. I just wrote that. Why did he not call the police? Who doesn't call 911 if they've been kidnapped? So dumb. Well played, Hallmark. Yeah, he sends his, his girlfriend to go to the police station because she seems totally competent. Because she can't even concentrate on the fact that, like, he's not been around or accessible to her in the last, like, 24 hours. Well, she's mad at him, and I totally get it, because she, like, goes to this hole-in-the-wall diner, and he's not there. She thinks he left him, 
or he left her there right. to dump her. She's mad, whatever. Best part of this whole movie is the maid for the rich white family. Because Jessica is the, is the girlfriend slash fiance. He calls Jessica's parents because Jessica doesn't answer her cell phone. And the whole time, what's his face? David is talking to Jessica's mom. Mm-hmm. Jessica's mom's trying to reach for a drink, and the maid is slowly pulling the drink further and further out of her grip. That's so great. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Love the maid. To the point where the mom, like, falls off of her, like, Totally falls off the chair. You know, she's getting, Guys, she's got, like, a facial mask on, and she's got, like, the whole she can't see. towel on the hair. She doesn't she's care. She's robe. She's, she's rich, pool. and she has a, a Latin maid. I mean, that, I, I hate to say it that way, but that's the stereotype of the time, and they totally sucked up the stereotype. Yeah, they really played into it hard on this one. Uh, but it was great. Pretty sad. You guys need to watch this movie, if for no other reason than Mario Lopez and his dimples. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it like it is. Yeah. And, and the maid. And the maid for the rich family. Dude, exactly. she brings it. Anyway. So, Trudy finds out that he ended up talking to his girlfriend because, yes, the brother did end up giving him cell phone. You know, so... Um, and at this point, it's so funny. And this is where it becomes kind of cute because... So, he's talked to the girlfriend. She sort of starts on her crusade to find him, but it takes a while. So, that's all happening in the background. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he tells her, I'm going to be the best boyfriend. Um, you know, because he, he knows at this point why she's brought him there. Mm-hmm. That it's all this thing so that she doesn't have to be the loser who doesn't have the boyfriend, who doesn't have the job, who doesn't have a good life. And because so, all those things mean that you have a good life, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing something that you hate and you're, you know, s- snatched up with somebody and so <laughs> that you may not like either. Um, but at this point, he knows why he's there. So he's like, listen, I'm going to be the best boyfriend to you. And she's like, why do you want to do that? And he's like, that way it'll be that much more satisfying when all this is over and your family totally finds out that like, He's not her boyfriend, and she's crazy. She kidnapped some guy and brought him to Cabin in the Woods Christmas. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Also, He makes the statement, too. A woman has a breakdown at Christmas. Or, or, sorry, no. This wasn't said. This was the description on Freeform. <laughs> I think this was at the time. Because after the commercial on my computer, it kept restarting the damn movie. So I'd have to go find my place again. Oh, anyway, geez. I was frustrated. But the description written down is, a woman has a breakdown at Christmas and kidnaps a handsome guy. And all I could think of is, when most women have a breakdown, there's lots of wine. And there's probably ice cream. No one even thinks about kidnapping a handsome guy. And you know, how come Maybe they, it's something I should try. How come they didn't call it, um, handsome but unresourceful guy <laughs> cannot get away from crazy woman at Christmas? I know, right? He's gotta be smarter than this. Why is it her fault? Okay, it kind of is, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, her parents also start telling these horrible stories oh, about geez. her to, to Nick slash David. Mm-hmm. And they say, at one point, they paid a kid down the street to be her friend, but he gave them money back. What the? They're so mean. Okay, man. first of all, why would you ever do that as a parent? You wouldn't. Well, no, That's we wouldn't. That's totally insane. But then to tell the the boyfriend, cause cause that's gonna make him feel very secure about the person he chose to spend Christmas with. But you know, this is the whole thing. Like, just yuck it up. Like, let's just make fun of Trudy. That's just that's just like their Trudy and her causes. That's their autopilot. It's make fun mm-hmm. of Trudy. You know, oh Trudes, 
Oh I my feel gosh. so bad for this girl at this point. And they mentioned like, I counted three or four times in 20 minutes. Trudy, why are you ruining Christmas? Are you trying to ruin Christmas? Like, no wonder girl has anxiety issues. She has so many complexes. She could take a Xanax and be normal. <laughs> and you know what? I blame Marky Post. She's pretty, she's pretty terrible. Um, but in a really nice way, you know what I mean? <laughs> no! Fine. No. No, she's not nice. So, end of the day. She got issues. Nick slash David is winning her family over more than she ever could. And it's becoming, like, more and more painfully obvious. <clears throat> so, he gets to put the angel on top of the tree. That's normally her moment, right? Oh, and she, yeah. And oh, she's, she like, crushed like... about it. Oh, my gosh. It was like <coughs> the most insanely infantile thing I've ever seen in my life. Wait, but I always put the angel at the top of the tree. That's my moment. <laughs> she totally went on this Dude. Like, two-year-old tantrum about it. Your mother adores you and you've never felt like the black sheep of your family, have you? No, I have not. Dude, trust me. If there was something I always did and they'd be like, no, we'll let him do it, I'd be crushed. Are you serious? I don't know if I would say it like that. But I'd be upset. Wow. I just can't even imagine Dude, that. tradition is insane in my family. See, yeah. We don't have any. <laughs> See, every Christmas was wildly <laughs> different. Fair. Fair. And it was probably fun. We didn't, like, read Twas the Night Before Christmas like these clowns. We didn't, No, we didn't like, do that either. You know, um, carol together. We didn't, like... If I forgot to do something that I always did... There would be a guilt trip. Seriously? Or it would be like, why didn't you do that? Does that mean something? I mean, it was always this... Tradition's a big thing in a lot of families. And I can see, knowing the issue she has, and of course she gets drunk later and talks to David mm -hmm. about how deep this black sheep, I disappoint yeah. my family. They've already asked me 15 times if I've ruined Christmas. Shit is deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's really Which deep. is, let's face it, if, if you're going to kidnap somebody... It better be deep to begin with. Because if you're just a little cray cray, no. Yeah, you gotta be pretty far gone to do what she's done here. <laughs> so, um, he puts the angel on, they have him read Twas the Night Before Christmas, and she gets this whole thing like, my family likes you more than they like me. And they have this nice moment where he really then sees her issues. Like, yeah, you know, and, and, oh, He's, you could tell, he's just like, he's kind of, this is kind of where the, the tide starts to turn in terms of like... He gets it. Yeah. He gets why he's there. He gets what his role is. And he starts to actually maybe try to help her a little bit. He does. Kind of. <laughs> I liked this little moment they had where... They have a lot of cute moments. So many. So they're eating their Oreo cookies. because So there's this whole, again, more tradition of... They have to write letters to Santa, and then, of course, they put the cookies out and milk for Santa, which, you know, we did mm -hmm. that occasionally. Again, it was not consistent. So, <laughs> Did you do it when you were 27? No. I'm just saying. Definitely not. Keep it real, people. Marky Pilt's got some issues. He's a dunker, and she's a twister. I didn't know it was that big of a deal, because we kind of do both. I don't Depends eat Oreos. I don't. I never like that Who white are you? crap in the middle. I just think it's disgusting. I have birthday cake ones. It's different white crap in the middle. That sounds totally gross. That's 
You're communist. That's exactly what that means. Communist. Well, then I guess you found me out. Because <laughs> I'm never going to like that crap. Fair enough. I have like two boxes in my house right now because it's currently the five-year-old's favorite. I think those are vegan, actually. Oreo cookies. What? Oh, yeah. no. They are. Now I gotta they sprinkle like bacon powder <laughs> chicken bouillon on it so I feel more American. You're gonna sprinkle chicken bouillon! <laughs> Please do that. Get that shit out of the Top Ramen packet and just like... <laughs> I got some in the cabinet! Dude, everybody's gotta have Top Ramen. I made that last night. It made You're my cold feel so better. Chicken so bouillon! Better. <laughs> so better. <laughs> Ooh, what am I talking about? Who am I right now? All right. I'll have to try it. All right. Anyway. So as any real woman does, she breaks out the wine. <laughs> right. This is what people do when they have breakdowns, people. So they're going to write letters to Santa and they're going to break out the wine and they share their lists. And it's kind of cute. Again, they have another moment where like they share their Christmas lists and his is kind of superficial and hers is, you know, whatever. So she tells him this whole story of this ice skating routine. So it's all about this whole thing of being meaningful. Like what's meaningful to you? What's meaningful to me? Um, but I think right now we should, we should take, take a break, break take some medicine, take some medicine, <laughs> refuel, and come back to happily never after. Y'all don't even know. Man, even... She still is over here conducting no, an orchestra. Even at episode three, I just can't, like, that song, man. I'm pretty sure I saw a tear. It's a lot of feelings. The eyes are getting watery. They're rolling, but they're I've, watery. I've always been way too many feelings. Anyway. So, <laughs> so we're back. Um, we're back to Happily Never After, where we are talking about holiday in handcuffs. And we are at this very crucial tide-turning moment where Melissa Joan Hart, Trudy, and Mario Lopez, David Nick, David, <laughs> David Nick. slash Nick, are starting to learn about each other. They're starting to understand each other. The kidnapping is feeling like less of a kidnapping. And, or just um, a very strange Christmas. <laughs> or just a... Uh, like a strange little road trip to a cabin <laughs> with a family that you don't that know. I never intended on. Didn't pack for. That's right. And so, everyone needs Xanax. So, so much. So much. Um, because, yeah, nobody in this house is really themselves. No. And we find that out later. I mean, the brother and sister seem decent. But the dad we know is... dark secrets. Yeah. The dad we know is a little overbearing. Mom. Mom is poster child. For psychological testing. Well, so here's but my, we find out later. Here's my thing with the mom and dad, though. It's so funny, right? Like, and I find this in a lot of shows, just in general. I don't like this stereotypical like the dad. Dad always gets painted as the goofy, doesn't know anything, idiot, idiot, right? I I feel like that's where we're that at makes with this six too. figures and is a businessman. Because oh, those two things go together. Dad's holding it down pretty much consistently in a lot of these examples where they make him the idiot. But at the same time, yeah, he's he's like the, the bumbling person that they just 
you know, they sort of roll over him. Mm-hmm. They sort of make fun of him behind his back. I don't really like that. I just, I find that to be kind of like old school and... I don't well, know. It's kind of the new school kind of stereotype, right? Dad was always a business person, but he was disciplinarian back in the day. And then the tide started shifting. We started focusing more on the women. So then the dad's become an idiot. I think now we're finally getting to the point in modern era where they're kind of equal. Right. But yeah, all the all the sitcoms on TV. Yeah. Dad's an idiot. Dad dad's doesn't know idiot. what he's doing. Yeah, dad. <coughs> dad doesn't know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Which right. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's sort of like mom is, we've like leaned so far into the female character, I think, a lot of times in these, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Like, I I like the idea of that, but it doesn't mean that for mom to be cool and in the know and, and, you know, master of her own destiny, that dad needs to be an idiot, you know? And I feel like there's, there's some sort of a better line that we could straddle between, you know, the dad character and the mom character. Anyway, that's just sort of my I'm feeling it. I'm feeling social it. commentary for TV in general. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so, back to these two. Um, so, I'm so, cool. I'm with it. There was this whole skating story where, I mean, and I, the only reason I tell this is not really like super central. It's not that great of a story, honestly, really at all. But <laughs> there's it does sort of tie into the end. So, she tells him this really kind of poignant story about her childhood where she had an ice skating competition that never came to pass because there was a storm and so her you know and she was going to be the star you know and so again this is this this one time yes siblings and everybody were going to come and support her and not them yes trudy gets to stand out and then she doesn't get an opportunity but her mom put lights up in the backyard and her dad, you know, cleaned off the backyard and, and made ice. Um, yeah, they put water all over the deck yes. so it would freeze so she could skate. And then she got to do her routine, at least for her family. So, beautiful story. She tells Mario about it. It brings a tear to our eye. Or whatever. Um, <laughs> so. I think at first he's just kind of like, oh, that's pathetic. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Maybe this is why you kidnapped me. Again, though. Kidnapping. It's just sort of... Federal (laughs) offense. And honestly, her story is such like a first world problem. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can we please? He's probably like, my parents were immigrants, lady. Like, back the hell up. Well, especially when we learn what we learn about him later. But anyway. So, anyway, what seems like three days later, um, David's girlfriend... (laughs) Is like snootily reporting his kidnapping at the local police station. Oh, yeah. So all in the background, she's sort of getting closer to figuring out where he is and finding him. Um, but all the while, he's getting more and more wrapped into uh, Miss Trudy and uh, crazy white family. This little magnetic family that she's got going on here. Yeah. Um, they're opening presents. Yep, they're opening presents. Like they get they get her briefcase because they thought that she was gonna get this job, but of course she disappoints them, and then they like lay into her like I'm sorry, not a Christmas, not a present time. And that briefcase was straight hideous. <laughs> well, it was very eighties. It was like fake leather, not even a good color brown. <laughs> this shit was like L.A. Law, like <laughs> yeah, and like the fake brass hardware. I mean, it was it was. It's like nice Trapper MD. <laughs> And she's going to be a salesperson. Why does she need a lawyer briefcase thing? 
But then we also like see her her sister gets like an LSAT book. It's a Cagney and Lacey briefcase. <laughs> oh my god. I can't I'm just, breathe. Oh my god. I'm just trying to name all these English shows that I can think of where somebody wore a briefcase. Oh. Well, and the only thing that would have made it better is if they got her blazer with like the three inch shoulder pads, right? Yellow Cause, buttons. Because that. Oh like, my god. Quadruple breasted. Uh, that's the type of recases where the people straight. <laughs> oh my god, like wow. Right now. <sighs> All right. And so she gets this career lecture, and so David is like, "Well, I got a present for Trudy," and oh my god, whips the engagement ring that he's gonna use to propose to Jessica. Superficial, crazy nut job, <laughs> and proposes to Trudy in front of her family, like. He pulled out all the stops on the rescue right here. He says, like, the most beautiful thing for this woman that kidnapped him that he doesn't know. I would have said yes. I'm just saying. Uh, well, she did. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. She said yes. Oh, my gosh. You can park a Buick in those damn things. Ah, I love it. Park uh, a Buick. Sorry. My mom used to say that, and I love that. No, yeah, he's no. got, I mean, I've got dimples, but he's got dimples. Oh. They're just, oof. oh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. I'll, I'll do anything for that. But All that caramel. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, and can I just, I forgot to mention this. Her grandmother shows up at some point, and I just gotta say, what is it with the crazy-ass grandmas? But thank God, this woman is straight-up nuts, and she knows her family is nuts. She's like, my daughter's crazy. She married some lug. Their kids are nuts. I don't want to waste my time out here in this godforsaken place. Grandma has no, she makes no bones about the fact that she does not want to be there. She doesn't care a damn about spending Christmas with these losers. Well, they make a comment about how you have to hide the keys from Grandma, and that she's really good and shifty, mm -hmm. so she'll find the keys. At one point, she makes a remark that she is getting the hell out of there for a steak and a cognac. <laughs> and I'm like yeah. dying because Grandma is so real. Oh my gosh, she, she steals the keys. So at the same time she steals the keys, David Nick sees her leaving and is like going to help Grandma, not to escape. Right. Um, like any real kidnapped person like would do. Like any normal person. Any person with a brain cell, like I said. Um, no, he wants to make sure Grandma's going to be okay because... He cares about this family now. I, I think she's the type of person that you don't know... If she's sane, because she seems sane, or if she's just even more crazy than the others that it's looped back around to seeming sane, or she has cataracts. I don't know, but he's out there trying to save her. <laughs> sort of like an insanity loop. At this point in time, Trudy's in the garage with her brother drinking a beer, and her brother's like, hey, I'm gay, and I'm going to tell everybody at dinner. And she's probably thinking, holy shit, I'm not the black sheet of the family, yes, exactly. which... Social commentary, it does not make you black sheep to be gay. But in this family, anything that isn't, you're going to be a lawyer yes, and get married to another white blonde person and have 2.5 kids and a dog, you're completely screwed up. That's right. Absolutely. Um, we're also, yeah, this is the, all this shit is unraveling at this point. So we learn that brother does not have this girlfriend anymore and he's seeing some guy named Ryan. Um, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Ryan's we great. love that. Um, girl, uh, or did we learn that the next morning? We learned that at Christmas dinner. That's the sister. Right. 
But, um, so Ryan, Ryan, oh, <clears throat> Trudy and her brother are having this moment, and then Grandma crashes the car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, with Dave and Nick in it. So she's yelling at him for trying to escape again. He's like, I'm trying to save your grandmother. Again, and they he cares all... deeply about this family now. <laughs> he is the glue that's going to hold this family together. Yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> and they can't make it without him. Yeah. Now, I don't know about y'all. I would like to think I'm that important. Never going to happen. Oh, he has become crucial to this family at this crucial. point. Crucial. But then they're going to have Christmas dinner, and that's where everything hits the fan. Oh, yes. They're all getting ready for Christmas dinner. And Trudes. <laughs> oh, the bathroom. Uh, walks mm. in to the bathroom. Mm. And Lopez. I'm not even going to call him David Nick at this point. Because he's all Lopez at this point. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. I'm into it. You go ahead. I got this. I just need a minute to go back to that moment. Just, yeah, just stare, stare at him in your mind. Oh. In your mind's eye. Um, he is standing at the bathroom counter. He's shaving. And he's got, you know, the towel wrapped around his waist, shirtless. <laughs> and lowly sort of, tied around his waist. Lowly. And he sort of turns as she opens the door and she's sort of With like... With the most suggestive face <laughs> ever. The most suggestive face. <laughs> That's a man that knows she's sexy. And is using it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm down with that. So <laughs> she's she's like, oh, I didn't realize you were in here. And then he says to her, like, like they exchange some words, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you? You clinking glasses right now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Get your life together. So it's a crucial stuff. So he says to her. Did and you were alcohol? I'm sorry. Did you need to take a shower? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yes, right now, because what? we're gonna do something dirty and then I'm gonna need to wash off. Why is that a question that you would ask somebody at this point when they walk in on you in the bathroom? Like, I mean I, I guess I don't know. It was just sort of odd for me, but um but well, it was hot nonetheless. <laughs> it was hot nonetheless. And so she's sort of like jammering. <laughs> she needs toothpaste. I'm sorry, Mario Lopez says, do you need to take a shower when he's half-dressed? I'm going to say yes, preferably if And shut the door behind me. Yes. Like, come in here. There are no phones. There's nothing else for entertainment except you. Shut it, lock no. it, girl. All no. right. Toothpaste. She gets the it's toothpaste. It's important to brush your teeth right before dinner. <laughs> that is not a thing. Four out of five dentists recommended. That is not a thing to brush your teeth before dinner. Sorry. That is not, that's like not in the rule book of life. Like No, who yeah, does that? No brush after dinner. Anyway. So what happens next? So <laughs> I can't even remember. Dinner. I'm so flustered by this. Well she gets dressed, he gets dressed, they compliment each other, there's some doe eyes, it's really cute. It's very cute. It's sickeningly romantic. And Hold yet on. I was eating that shit with a spoon. Hold on though. This hairdo of hers. Okay, so they have straightened her hair. So for the last Miraculously. Yes, for the last Again, because this cabin has Yes. Yeah. Hair right. straightener. Mm-hmm. But for the last day and a half, she's had like a normal hairstyle. Like it's been just kind of like a little a ponytail. Sh- yeah, short little ponytail. So she finally wears her hair down. It's like the shortest Rachel cut in the world. And then, 
<laughs> and it's all flipped out. And then she pins one half side. <laughs> side up with a black flower barrette. Don't think I haven't done that shit within the last year. <laughs> Totally have. Yeah, but you have long hair. So, like, I get doing, like, the... I feel like this was very in style to do kind of, like, the roll underneath one side okay. and let the other side hang over your shoulder. That's totally acceptable. That's a beautiful hairstyle. This was some weirdness. Like, who who with hair... I mean, my hair is short now. Who with hair that short? If I... Robin, I'm standing in front of you like this. If I just, like, clipped my hair on one side... Well, no, not for what you. What are you doing with that? I would be worried about you. Yeah, nothing nice. about you screams flower barrette in your hair. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. And <coughs> I'm proud of that. Like, But again, we're trying to make her look juvenile, so we have her wear this dress that is obviously sleeveless, so therefore she has to wear the little cap sleeve cardigan <gasps> that barely covers her boobs because it's one of those like half ones. Hold on. Yes, this is like, like that. This is like that companion to the prom dress that you took off immediately when you got into the limo oh my, with this your is friends. Like 14 years old, your boobs started to grow, you feel awkward, that you don't know what to do. Wear. You just got your braces off. People are realizing that you're a girl for the first time in your entire life. So and by the way, you've never used deodorant before. So put on your cap sleeve sweater. I know. And go out into the world. Fly. Go to your Catholic dance. Fly, Robin, fly. 12 inches for the Holy Spirit. So anyway, she's got this <laughs> terrible hairstyle, and I just can't handle it, because the whole time that she's wearing it, I'm just like, what is happening? So he takes her outside. You know, they're all dressed up. He's all, you know, 10-piece suited up, and she's got this... Yeah, because he had no clothes, and yet they find all this. <laughs> yeah. Because the gay brother is going to wear a three-quarter zip hoodie the whole time. Not hoodie, but sweater. Yeah, he's just like um, total cash. But all his extra clothes fit Mario Lopez to a T. Oh, yes. Oh, he's... with all of his wonderful curves. <laughs> but, yeah, Mario Lopez takes her outside, because before dinner, we have enough time. <laughs> That's what I said. When did he get the time to do this? He recreates her skating, her ice skating situation. Now, here's the thing. Why did he need to recreate it? It's not like she didn't get a chance to do it. <laughs> her mom and dad already he recreated it for her. So why did he need to re-recreate it? This he made hurt no sense her. to me. He, he hurt, hurt her. Okay. He heard what she was saying. Oh, he heard like, her. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I know. Sorry. And he's like... I feel you. I need to do something so you know that I'm not going to press charges when you get arrested. And and this means the world to me. This means the world to me to tell you because... And, and we find out earlier, like, he has no parents. He grew up with his grandfather. She thought he was a rich idiot. Mm-hmm. He's not. He worked very hard. He's an architect. Yeah. He's working for the, the future in-laws, whatever. But he has a soul and he has a heart and he knows what her favorite artist is because she has a BFA in art. Yes. Anyway, yes. he's doing this for her because we have to have some moment, let's face it, where he's the sweet romantic guy and we know that she's going to be forgiven. Okay. All right. Well, then. But I mean, it's horrible because the, the stand-in that they have to do it is like five sizes skinnier <laughs> than Melissa Joan Hart. And girl, I love you, but let's be real. The actual skater. Yeah. It's um... like the body proportions aren't even the same. They didn't even, it's like they didn't try. No, they didn't. They just, they threw they any girl out there. They superimposed her face every time she came around from the turn. They just found a producer who was hanging around and said, hey, 
you know that, how to skate? Put that park on and you can do a spin. All right, get let's the muffs cracking. So then, then we go to dinner. This is where we learn that Sister Girl is dropping out of Hot Sister is dropping out of law school. No, she already has dropped out she, of law school. That's right. She's using Daddy's money <laughs> to buy her Pilates studio in California. Ugh. This does not go over well. No. <laughs> Although Mom is so sauced up on the red wine <laughs> that she is just hysterically laughing. laughing through the whole thing. Oh, this is where really everything starts to blow up with the family, right? So. She um, says that brother's gay. Yep. And mom laughs and says, I know, and laughs. Yeah. Dad's like, I don't know what's going on. Mom flips out at dad. Dad and mom have a fight. Mm-hmm. Everything's going crazy. They calm down for two seconds. The cops first. Bust into Popo. Get <laughs> <laughs> come to Popo. <laughs> so. Um, and they're like, uh, she kidnapped him. And they're like, no, that's just the thing that they have. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> And we know it's confusing because David Nick has not really been acting kidnapped. (laughs) So it's all very confusing at this point. But his BF that's been in the background looking for him all this time finally came through um, and actually has rescued this kidnapped man. So Kidnapped him. I mean, Grandma shows up with a Revolutionary War musket. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. (laughs) The woman's nuts. I love it. So Grandma's holding everybody up. Mm-hmm. David, of course, gets the musket from Grandma, <laughs> gets gets her to stand down in this hostage situation, and everyone is safe again, and they all in jail. go to the jail. <laughs> Everyone's in jail. Trudy has now officially ruined Christmas. She actually has ruined Christmas at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not just like a thing we say anymore. <laughs> she has no. officially ruined Christmas. But, but they all get out like five minutes later, so it's not that bad. Well, we don't know. There was a commercial break. And I had to start the movie over. <laughs> so for you, it's so like hours. So who knows how long they were there. For Robin, it's felt like hours and days. <laughs> and then they all got out of jail. Because he's not pressing charges. Um, so, but they get out and it's daytime now. So they, it does sort of make you, you know, they spent mm-hmm. the night in jail type of thing. Fine. Um, and they're all in the same cell. Like, no. Yeah, that never happens. This is, you know, but this is, you know, of course, the Hallmark movie, they've all got to be in the same cell. There's not multiple cells. <laughs> they have the it's money. It's a feel-good jail. They didn't have the budget for that, Robin. <laughs> to make, what, you want them to make all these jail cells? They didn't even have a promoter or anything in there. I'm just saying. I don't Nobody's think they found the real police yeah. There's no manicures. Um, <laughs> so. Grandma flirts with the cop. Grandma is so, oh my Grandma. goodness. <laughs> I want a grandmother like this. No, I, I, I want to be, be that, that woman. Lady. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Totally. So, um, you know, we get to the place where, you know, Mario Lopez is like... Waiting for her. Oh yeah, he's wistfully waiting downstairs. Um, what? No. Down at the concrete steps of the jailhouse. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like typical court courthouse building. You know, you mm-hmm. walk outside and you have to walk down a long set of stairs. And, law and um, order. Yes. Any one of them. It's very law and order. Oh my god, Sam Waterston. He's the best. Anyway. Well, he's not in this movie. I know, he's not. Because he would have booked them. <laughs> and fought hard the good fight. He would have. Um, so, she walks down. He's waiting for her to talk to him. She gives the ring back. Yes, she tells him thanks for not pressing charges. And, you know, there's all of this, like... Weird sexual tension between them. Can we say sexual? Or maybe it's a love vibe between Joey-eyed. them. Joey-eyed. 
It is doughy-eyed. It yeah. is wistful. It is... He wants to say something. Wanton. <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes. That's a great word, right? That's a good word. Oh. Got myself on the back for wanton. Um, but but yeah, then, and he keeps trying to say something, and oh, then... You know. These people who Jessica. can't just say what they need to say when they need to say it. I just, Shut up. Say what you need to say, okay? John Mayer, he said that pretty well. <laughs> pretty clear. <laughs> say what you need to say. Um, but whatever, that's fine. Terrible girl. That well, engaged to. okay, she's terrible for him. But at the same point in time, if I had to rescue my <laughs> boyfriend slash soon-to-be fiancé from someone who kidnapped him, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing waiting for her? You would have pressed charges. True. I'm on, I'm on the girl's train here. See, but at that point, if I were her, I would have just said what I needed to say <laughs> and been like, Listen, you don't seem very kidnapped. <laughs> I'd be like, why are we waiting for her? Right. No. Yeah, like, do you need to tell me something right now? And if you need to, then let's just hear it right now, and I can really turn around and walk away. I can go get in my limo. <laughs> I have 50 other men. Exactly. I don't have problems finding people. <laughs> for the record, she doesn't. She's gorgeous. Yeah, no, this girl's pretty hot. I met Reagan, but okay. That girl's oh. <laughs> But this girl's pretty hot, so I get it. She's got she's got her pick of the men of the of the men. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So they so, leave. They leave. I don't know. It's what like two months later. I don't even know. Like um, she, she's back on Valentine's Day, isn't it? Oh, I thought it said yeah, that. That's right. So yeah, it's like Valentine's Day. That's true. So it's like month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost she's back in the diner because they let her in. She only kidnapped one customer. You have to kidnap three in order to get banned. <laughs> that's the rule. Hashtag dinosaurs. <laughs> oh my god, Rob's joking. I'm gonna go die. Get your life together. That is what my parents tell me every day, Reagan. What? Get my life together. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you flashbacks. <clears throat> so, Shruti, I feel you. <clears throat> I'm with you, girl. So, I'm gonna Shruti, go kidnap me a man. She's really just two heartbeats away. So, <laughs> Trudy's reading the paper at the diner, and her friend is there again, and so, you know, there's sort of this, you know, feeling of, okay, we're reunited back with our old lives. So, kind of remember back with the first movie with Joe Law and, and, mm-hmm. and Homegirl, we still don't know her name. Um, Bang. <laughs> you know, once once the two part, there's sort of this whole thing of like, okay, he's back to his wedding planning with his, you know, rich, crazy girl, you know, just with the maid, self-absorbed, you know, big house <clears throat> and, and crazy big wedding. And Melissa is, or sorry, Trudes is back at the Looking diner. job. At her she apartment. Still don't have her shit together. Yeah. Just a but mess. But she doesn't care about her family anymore. She's going to do the art because she misses it. That's right. That's right. And she loves it, and that's what she's going to do. That's right. Um, but she opens the paper to see his engagement announcement. Oh, uh, yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> they do make a beautiful couple. Wow, wow. <laughs> And she's actually upset. Okay, again. Maybe I need to live in the Hallmark world. I go crazy and kidnap someone. Do you really think anywhere, when you come back to reality, there could even be the slightest bit of a chance that you would actually hope that he misses you? (laughs) Because he fake proposed to you when he was fake being your best boyfriend? Let's play that out in real life. (laughs) Man, if I'm Mario Lopez, man, 
that gray gay girl with the killer kid in me. With the crazy ass hair. I know she started out with them them crazy curls. <laughs> that crazy perm. But after I spent all that time at Cabin Christmas <laughs> with her cracked out snooty mom and her super hot sister. <laughs> yeah. Really and the gay did, brother. And the I really did like them. And I think I want that to be my new family. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Forget this super rich girl and all of these, you know, lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> oh, because what we didn't talk about is that what we learn about um, David Nick, <laughs> his name's David, is that his parents died when he was nine. Also typical of a Hallmark movie. There's got to be mm-hmm. some sort of tragedy that strikes. Yeah. So his parents died in a car accident when he was nine, and his grandfather raised him. So, like a one-bedroom apartment. Yes, with he when he was rubbing two nickels together. I mean, and he all worked of that. his way through college, and Absolutely. he's a, he's an architecture degree. He is self-made. Okay, he does not have time for these trifling <clears throat> little girls and first-world problems. Um, and can, again, we just have to point out the obvious here. Fairy tale house, planning your fairy tale engagement. She's mad that you don't understand the difference between the one hundred fonts that you have in front of you. You go outside for air for five seconds before she calls you back in. Oh, my God. You're reunited with the only other Latino person, Latina person, in the whole movie. She's wearing one of the bridal gowns and the veil and a fur coat, and she's smoking on the front steps of this house. I freaking love this. And she says, I hate my life. Yeah. That was actually pretty terrible because, you know what? Why? She probably does. But, but but why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even know her. So we're supposed to just assume that because she is, you know... A maid. A, a housekeeper or whatever she's doing for these people, that she hates her life? Like, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be the whole, I work for horrible people. Okay. All right. I get that. I was going with that. But yeah. again... Like, I'm modeling this girl's wedding dresses, and she's so, like, needy and, you know, high maintenance. Okay, I get that. I get that. That's totally fine. So he has to to go back inside. Yes. Why? Why do you want to be with me? Because we look good on paper. Yes. We look good on paper. Because that is how every successful union is made. Of course it is. Um, And it's so romantic. And so... um, That's what I've always wanted someone to tell me. I mean, that's sexy, you know? (laughs) I mean, shit. But how many, how many times did we practice our name with someone else's last name and we're like, oh, it looks so good on paper. It's so true. We all did that when we were 10 and or 16. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe into our 20s. No, I'm kidding. I did grow out of that a little bit. Yeah? Good. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. So, um. Dr. Lopez. (laughs) Dr. Lopez. So, we see that he's sort of having doubts. But that kind of kind of plays out. We go back to uh, Trudy, and she finds it out that she's been accepted into an art show um, at artists. a gallery, which mm-hmm. is really very cool. And this is awesome, right? Like, this is now. It's time for her to like go and try to live her best life, right? Like, go be the artist that she wants to be, and like, you know, go embrace that Ooh. world and like whatever. So um, she's super pumped. She tells her brother. She says, "Don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody to come." Of course, he, he like tells everybody. tells everybody, and her whole family shows up at her art show, mm-hmm. um, which ends up being totally fine. And they're all really supportive. Everybody's in therapy. <laughs> so it's total great. zen. Total zen. 
everybody's super accepting of everything. They can actually we listen. We meet Ryan. Yeah, we meet Ryan, the, the brother's, uh, the brother's uh, boyfriend, which is very lovely. Um, and they have this really nice parental moment where, like, you know, she says to them, you know, I was tired of being, like, the weird one and the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And her dad, like, finally, so dad gets a good moment here where he gets to be the one who steps in and says, listen, like, we never wanted you to feel weird or wrong. And, you know, we just wanted you to have a good life, you know, and we, and for us, that's what we thought getting a good job and, mm-hmm. and, you know, finding a, a a person to be with is all about, you know, whatever. Like he, you know, he tries mm-hmm. to justify what they've been doing and it's fine and it's great. And it's lovely. Great. Um, her painting sells <clears throat> her painting sells. Her painting is of the gazebo mm-hmm. uh, that David Nick, at this point, he was David Nick, mm-hmm. froze with the twinkle lights so she could do her ice skating rink. That was her painting that sold. Yes. Really lovely. Foreshadowing is just uncanny. <laughs> so, we're about to leave the gallery. And um, <laughs> she is getting into the car. And is kidnapped. And is kidnapped. Um, this time, she's abducted by love. Oh, you've been waiting to say that. I have. I wrote it down for hours. Oh my god, days. I said, or by David, anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, I'm just saying. One of these days, we're gonna do a video version of this, so you could see, see yeah. the hot mess that I am, and see the face game that Reagan has. Oh, I bring it hard, and I'll bring it hard on camera. All right. Okay. <laughs> Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> we learn that he's not married to rich girl. He's bought an art and architecture studio. What the hell is that? I think and it's great. He he is the one who bought Trude's art piece. Yep. I mean, they make out. So we learn that he's at least infatuated with her. <laughs> yeah. All of this. But you know, Stockholm syndrome. Just saying, has no, not really worked out. <laughs> but Hallmark's like, you know what? I'm going to take that bet, and I'm going to raise you. Stockholm Syndrome yep. makes a great Hallmark movie. Absolutely. I love how that's that's really where where we where we end on this one is, is really yeah. the... But uh, they don't kiss as awkwardly as Dean and Melissa. They also, though, don't put the camera on them as much. So they're kissing, but we're really seeing, like, the back of his head. Yeah. So we don't really get to see how awkward it is or is it. This awkward fake kissing. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of odd. Um, um, but what a moment. Sign me up. Yeah, it's totally fine. But so in the end, still super cute. Um, I love this movie because of how crazy it is. This movie is so crazy. <laughs> the last one was so dull, I needed something to bring me back to life. Exactly. So yeah, um, this one is... I'm going to go buy some fuzzy handcuffs. I'm just saying... <laughs> This movie actually was the movie that I thought of originally that that made me want to do this podcast. So that's, this was sort of the inspiration piece. So I'm glad we've done it. I think it was very fun. I think we did a a fairly good job. I will watch it again, probably, because it just, it does make you laugh. Like, you literally laugh out loud and think, no way is this ever going to work. This isn't reality in any way, shape, or form. And yet... (laughs) I kind of had a dream. Did he kidnap a guy? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> You're so crazy. Um, 
Yeah, and again, this is where it killed me that, like, mom and dad didn't even get first and la- first names in this movie. And they were in, like, 85% of the movie. <laughs> Do the brother and sister have names? I don't remember. But I just remember it said mom. Ch- when I saw Marky Post, I was like, oh, what was her name? And it was, like, mom Chandler. <laughs> and then the guy, dad Chandler. I'm like, no. they were so wrong. They didn't <coughs> even get, like, actual names. So anyway. Yeah. And when we make fun of Jessica's family, poor Jessica, even though she's gonna, she's probably married well off by now. Oh, she yeah. probably went on Ricky's list immediately. Um, she turned that corner so quick. Turned that corner. Her think of the Bluth family. That is who her family is. I'm pretty sure the mom is the same character. <laughs> Might even be the same actress. She is sort of Portia de Rossi in, <laughs> in Arrested Development. Yeah, just a bit. Just saying, throwing that in there. That's great. Uh, yeah. But good movie overall. Very fun. If you like dimples, you should really just do it for the dimples. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do that is, um, that's a must. Um, so, yeah. This one was really, really fun. Yes. We Thank will be you. back again. Oh, we will totally be back, be back again. So I'm going to go through a draw now. Yeah. we got to find a new one. I think, I think next time we do something that's, uh, you know, pretty new. Okay. We gotta jump into like a Candace Cameron Beret. Oh my gosh, we have Danica McKellar. I can't. Can't even believe we haven't hit Candace yet. We gotta hit Candace next. Oh, the Christmas Lodge one is great. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, and that's another one where it's her child actor and then guy who looks good in decent lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know who the hell he is. And and I think there's a dog. You know, there's a dog or a kid. Great. All right. Well. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. We've had so much fun, and um, we will catch you next time on Happily Never After.